Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Welcome to the Dirt Show, episode fifteen. Hello, hello, Lady Sativa. This is Higher Peaks and Lady Sativa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Yeah, um, it's been a couple weeks, and uh, so we're back. It's been a long couple weeks. Yes. Got some positive and some negative. Yes, yes, yes. What happened to you this week? Oh, you know, actually, I forgot one thing that we that when we were discussing my aunt's fiftieth birthday. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a positive. That was a that was a fun. We had to fun travel. Time. We had to travel for that one to Eugene. Yes, and we got to see West Kush in the process. Yeah, I got to stay the night there and see his grow. Yeah, which is pretty fantastic. You can actually catch that out on OregonRooted.com slash West Kush. Yes, he's and got his own page. Yep. I think we mentioned that before. And you can take a walk through his garden. Well, yeah, was his garden. Well, yeah. Yeah. You mean, oh, because he's harvesting? Yes. I get you. I get you. I'm sorry. It is no longer (laughs) up. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can look at the pictures. He's also got some videos on his page, too, that, um, you know, show his progress, the problems that he had and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. So we went up there for her birthday. You had a good time. You went to that. Danced my butt off. Yeah. He looked good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, uh. My dad actually. Whole slew of family was there, right? Yes, actually. It was like a second family reunion. Yeah. And uh, my dad and I, I guess we made the whole family realize how much alike we really were because we were the two out being goofballs on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. Having yeah. fun. Right. A little bit too much at, at times, but, you know, it's you get a little crazy when you're with your family. We had a lot of lot of fun. Disco and grandma wearing my high heels. and <laughs> We had a crash course. We had to come back from there, and uh, I had to go to work, so... Yeah. Yeah, I had to run back and go to work. On it a was Sunday. a long day on a Sunday and then work the next day. So yeah. anyway, um, so what else went on? We lost a friend. Uh within coming home from Eugene, yeah, we found out that she was in the hospital, a, right. a dear friend of ours, and she ended up passing away a couple of days later. Yeah. Now that was um Stage four cancer. Yeah. And did now explain, did she have any CBD treatments or anything like that? that... She did. She was on a RSO and uh, she had a private person around here that, of course, as everybody knows in the cannabis community, when it comes to cancer, they're very, very giving, very, um, they don't care if you have money. They just want to take care of you. Yeah. And she had found somebody that that did that for her because she was incapable of really paying too much. Yeah. That's um, the problem is sometimes they need more than they can get. Exactly. And the stuff that she actually used, it was made with Everclear. And so Good. she only had so, to buy the bottle of Everclear in order Fico, to yeah. pay for it. And that was one time buying it. And they continued to give it to her until she passed. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it was the hardest thing I've had to go through in a long time. Yeah, so that took up a lot of time, just those two things. And then, you know, uh, we uh, also have started to harvest, so Mm -hmm. that's a process. But we'll talk about our grow up until now. We haven't really talked too much about it, but I wanted to kind of summarize what we did this summer. You know, it won't take but Mm -hmm. a minute, but yeah, what else? What was something else that happened? Oh, my mom moved away. Right, so we had to help her move. Yep, North Carolina. But we inherited some good furniture. <laughs> we did. Yeah, I'm I'm still mad at her for moving, but you know, she as she says, I'm 55 years old. I got the right to move. I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> well, she does. You're right. I am I am old enough that I should not need my mom, but I just don't like the thought of her living that far away. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She's lived here my whole life too. Sure. Sure. Call me greedy. <laughs> yeah. And also, too, we've been working. I've got, we're going to have two shows. So we're going to release this one, which is going to feature Jason Osborne, mm-hmm. who is in the Mail Tribune. And uh, we can talk about, you know, we can talk about that briefly. But, you know, basically, he, he is our special guest. Yep. Um, we had a really cool, uh, I guess, interview. It, was, it wasn't it was really awesome. an interview, it was more like dinner and. It was and, a total uh, laid back time. It, it was, was it was great. So we'll warn you right now. Um, it was a full good interview, and he had a lot of good information about what's going on locally here. Actually, mm-hmm. it's real local. We're talking like Rogue Valley, Medford area. But he, um, you know, we actually sat in front of a fire. We said, "Forget it." We're gonna oh, I set. sat in front of the fire. Oh yeah, no, we he had a big, nice, <laughs> really beautiful freezing. table. You know, and there's a big <laughs> rock pit there, barbecue pit, both. And it was just, it was a a, a very uh, <clears throat> relaxed situation. So yes. yeah, we'll warn you right now. Guitar. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's no professional studio in this one. There's no, we did have our equipment, but you know, the background, we were literally in the middle of his garden too. So it was, it was I awesome. Mean, okay. And it, by the way, yes, garden, but we were not surrounded by just cannabis. <laughs> no, just no, no, no. throw that out no, there. Yeah. We were surrounded yeah. by corn. We were surrounded by squash and 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 yeah. pumpkins and but the point being is awesome the point being is that we you know were uh out in the garden and with his marijuana plants yes. right in the middle of it so that's where we're actually doing the interview and we just said forget it we'll do it this way and it's really casual mm-hmm. it so was, it was pre-warning pretty, awesome. pretty pre-warning though it is not a professional situation mm-hmm. uh there is some some background music at some point uh you know <laughs> there was some you know, it was guitar playing. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple other people in the background. So, but I think it was pretty good. And, and like I said, so, you could hear the crackling of the fire. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it I, was. It I was a great time. The, it was, and it was a good. T- it was a, a really good um, experiment on doing that kind of a style mm-hmm. interview because it's, right. it's great. You know, a lot of I think breaking out of the norm and trying something new is cool. Right. Yeah. And remember, they did invite us over for Halloween. Oh yeah, well we're gonna For shout out to roast. Jason because I'll be in. I, we're we're in touch of daily anyway. Yeah. So pig roast, by the way. Yeah, so we'll get to that. that <laughs> we kind of went off on a track on that one, but we're gonna talk about news real quick too, and we're gonna get the grow in because at the end, this is a long interview. It's about fifty five, fifty six minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. so the summary at the end is not gonna be long. We're just gonna summarize what's going on now. Yeah, because this happened, you know, a week or two ago. And so we do have some results to this particular interview. right? And so... And stuff's still happening, too. And stuff's still happening. We'll keep people updated. Yeah. But 
Um, this gives also the world kind of an understanding of what's happening in a local city situation uh, with these types of things. And we'll exactly. call this civil disobedience. Right. Okay, this is a really good thing for a lot of reasons. You're not breaking the law. It's almost like but, you're standing up against it. But you're standing up against it. In, standing up for your rights. Let me get that. Not standing yeah. up against it. Standing yeah. up for your rights. Yeah. Because no law is really being broken here is how we, of course, see it. No. But to just, the law. <laughs> so we're and, breaking theirs. And yeah, I don't want to see I'm sidetracked. We should, I got so much to say about it. So anyway, news are grow before we get into everything. So we can summarize at the end for him. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and so let's get into the supporters real quick. We got to give a shout outs first. Um, first we're our biggest supporter and we never shout out to ourselves. Okay. Yep. So, <laughs> organrooted at gmail.com. That is our email. That's where you can send us anything you want. We appreciate the feedback. I do have people sending me emails. Awesome. And it's all Thank you. Been, yeah. It's been great. The people that have sent me emails. Um, and I get right back to you. Not right back to you. But I do get back to you. Um, you know, the people that uh, have sent me some really good information I've actually contacted. So, again, we do appreciate it. And... And it's great. So organrooted at gmail.com. Also our website, which is developing slowly, as you know, but it is developing. Um, mm -hmm. You can see a lot of new things on there now. We've got the West Kush page. Um, I've also got Ancient Herbs on there, uh, which is worth supporting. We'll talk more about. Uh, but also I've, I've changed kind of the look of the top of it, too. It's really good. You know, just check it out. Mm -hmm. um, we'd appreciate if you... Right now, there's not a big reason to become a member, but there will be in the future. Right. So if you want to become a member, that'd be awesome. But you don't have to yet. I mean, you know, once you know, once we get a little bit bigger, it'll be worth it. So I understand that that's not happening, but um, yet, yeah, no, we're gonna just we, we're add more stuff. It's just been a slow process. So anyway, right now, right now, the the biggest supporter we got. And then we support them as well as Vaporous. Get Vaporous. You can get to them at Instagram or even the website, getvaporous.com or vaporoustechnologies.com. In fact, we've got their pen right now. Mm-hmm. Where's that package? Was that? Did you? You left it over there. Oh, you don't have to get it. Uh, it was herbal. I can't remember the name of the concentrate uh, company. Good God, man. It's okay. You don't. It's it's you don't worry. It's but over it was there. it was. Yeah, I know. There's a buffalo on the front of it. But the I pen think. is filled. It's lemon tangy. And it tastes so good. Is it the lemon tangy? It's a lemon tangy, and it not lemon tangy. Is it lemon tangy? Yeah, it's a lemon tangy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, see how good it is. So anyway, it's full in this pen, and that's one thing about the the vapors pens. They taste good, don't they? Yes, they do. Okay, and now my pen is beat up because I carry. You need to everywhere. clean it though. It is a little bit hard to suck through. I, I use it all the time. I love this thing. Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I I love it, and it still tastes good, and the mm. coil's still working. How long have I had this thing? Two months now, and the coil works like a champ. It doesn't get all crusty. That's the other thing. It doesn't get uh, crusty. No, but the hole does get clogged. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, I have the J Pin Pro. It's got the uh, the adjustable airflow which I like because it's not only adjustable, but it's got this like vortex something going on in there where right. it gives you a dang good hit. 
And uh, you also you can close it up with that adjustable airflow. And if it's in your pocket, it won't leak, which it's always in my pocket. Yep. And it never and it never leaks. <laughs> it just gets dirty. Oh, which is the reason why mine couldn't go in my pocket. Yes, it doesn't. Yeah, it leaks. Right. It can leak. Well, so I you're don't know. using. I've never tilted it. <laughs> you're using the J pin, mm-hmm. the regular J pin. Yep. And it, it hits like a champ as well. It hits it, basically the same, except it really I don't does. have the It really airflow. does. Um, but you just can't close it off like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, that's still works the same way. Yep. It still has the same size chamber, and you're still using it. It's still I'll good. tell you what, it's a lot easier to a lot easier to load than the mini. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. But the mini is meant for The discreet... mini has retired to my drawer for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're kind of a concentrate I know. crazy person, so I'm kind of a concentrate snob. Anyway, it's for discreet use. And a lot of people know. like that. And some people don't do it all day. <laughs> they don't? Yeah. Oh. Okay. And here's the big thing. So check them out, vaporstechnologies.com. Here's the big thing is be, they're supporting us. So they gave us through our listeners, if you use code uh, rooted, <clears throat> when you make your purchase, you get a 25% discount. That was a little redneckish. That's rooted. 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 <laughs> 20, rooted. <laughs> t- t- 25% discount, which is actually pretty good because uh, it's usually, you know, if you listen to podcasts, most people are listeners, probably listen to other podcasts. It's usually 10, 15% tops. 25% is legit. Right. <laughs> so we appreciate that. Shout out to Christian and Camo, or yeah, Camo on that. Um, both those guys, those guys are the, the big guys and they're doing, making moves with this stuff. These guys are smart. You know, I'm have an engineering background uh, and I saw the schematics when we saw them at Indo Expo and they're good products and they right. really solid they're heavy the battery lasts if you give it a full charge i never get a full charge but if you give it a full charge it lasts quite a while mm-hmm. um and it's sturdy because i've dropped it beat it up and kept it in my pocket going everywhere you've even dropped mine the one thing i will tell you is make sure you turn it off before you turn, when you put it in your pocket because it will at some point get bumped and you'll be like what's what's that someone's and then you feel your pocket and you feel the heat you're like oh <laughs> my pocket is smoking so and that's not good if you're in areas that you shouldn't be having that stuff in right so remember go to their website you can even use getvaporous.com and you go straight there 25 percent with the code word rooted yep got it okay so let's move on. And by the way, that's what we're smoking out of. That's what I smoke out of every day. And that's what we're smoking here on the show. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting the first hit. No. All right. So <laughs> um, next is Sean Leach. Can't forget Sean Leach. Ancient Herbs. That's the other big supporter. Now mm-hmm. we're working really closely with him because there's another product coming out that's going to be really, I think, revolutionary, especially for uh, PM. Uh, uh, for for plants and everybody knows PM. Once you get it, it's hard to get rid of. Right mm-hmm. now, he's got a Formula One, which were is on our website. You can click on that. Um, uh, if you get again, if you go through uh, Ancient Herbs at Healthcare, uh, you can buy the same stuff. You can use the code word Organ Rooted there and get fifteen percent off. Okay, nice. which is pretty cool. Yeah. So either through our website, there's a, there's a, a box there you can click on. You'll see it. 
uh, or you can go to uh, Ancient Herbs at Healthcare and get the 15% off with the code this word. This was the last show that we did. So you, we had you yeah, heard yeah, all about yeah, the yeah. Ancient Herbs. Right. But the thing is, one. yeah. But the big thing is, it's not only are we're supporting each other, but uh, there's big things coming in the future that I think are going to really help cannabis growers. And this is stuff that you don't have to spray on. You don't have to do any of that. So we won't go any further with that, but uh, good stuff to come. So shout out to Sean Leach and Ancient Herbs on that. And uh, that's it pretty much. Well, I mean, Peacemaker, we're still using our Peacemaker. We had always got a shout out to those mm-hmm. guys. Um, we still use them, still use them a lot. In fact, you know, every time we're out, we, you know, when we've got flour, we use them. So thanks, guys. Shout out to Peacemaker and Applegate Soils. Mm-hmm. Get your stuff there, right? Right. That's it. Let's move on. So you got the news. Let's do this. I do, I do. All right. The, a question I've been hearing lately is about Kratom. I don't know if you've heard of what it is yet or not. But I have a news article here that says, Kratom, what is it and why is the DEA banning it? By Ab Hanna. It says, long story short, Kratom, a natural herbal supplement that some people are using as an opiate addiction alternative, will soon be scheduled will, will soon be Schedule 1, thanks to the DEA. This means... That like cannabis, kratom will be deemed as dangerous and illegal as heroin and bath salts. This schedule is for any drug that any drugs that have absolutely no medical value. There are studies on both kratom and marijuana that illustrates each of their med- medicinal benefits. Despite this, the DEA will keep both on the Schedule One list. This gives people suffering from opiate addiction even fewer alternatives. Many will be calling up their doctors for prescription drugs after the ban begins on October 1st. Um, There's some legitness to that because there is people that literally either use it, and I don't want to, I mean, they use it like in between, mm -hmm. like if they can't get it, or they use it in replace of it, just like you do with marijuana for some people and some things. It's too bad. Right. Here we go. Uh, it says the DEA also claimed that, that there have been numerous deaths associated with Kratom. The DEA is only aware of 15 related deaths in the last two years. However, they neglect to mention that the fact that none of those deaths have Kratom as the sole contributor. Most of the opiate alternative related deaths are people who tested positive for numerous substances or pre-existing medical conditions. Despite the low risk, the DEA has chosen to ban instead of regulating Kratom. Prohibition has resulted in failure in the past. The DEA feels no need to switch up strategies. Um, In in 2014 alone, the National Institute on Drug Abuse reported over 25,000 fatal overdoses in the U.S. from prescription drugs. There have been nearly 88,000 reports of alcohol-related deaths. Um, Kratom, apparently, it says it... It has been found to relieve pain. Studies have shown that cannabis relieves chronic pain. The main ingredient is Mitrogenia spesosia binds to opiate opiate receptors to relieve pain. Did you read that right? I don't. Who knows? (laughs) Um, Basically, they're just changing it to Schedule 1. So the way it makes it sound, though, is that there's more deaths when it comes to Kratom. I have seen videos too. Oh, have you? Of, I, I don't know much about it. I'm not I don't, I definitely don't an expert I've, on that one. I've actually had a couple people ask ask me if I know what it is, so that's why I, yeah. I wanted to. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, 
got another one for you. This says, no more Girl Scout cookies or other popular names on pop packaging, state says. You know, and I everybody that's probably listening right now that lives uh, in Oregon has probably already seen these on message boards or forums or friggin' social media. So you've all heard this, but it's worth mentioning on the show because this is re-frickin' ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Exactly. That's all I got to say. All right. It says popular names such as Girl Girl Scout Cookies and Charlotte's Web won't be allowed on the labeling and packaging of medical and recreational marijuana in Oregon under rules approved by the state Friday. The Oregon Liquor Control Commission said it had reviewed the 500 marijuana strain names and identified reviewed about 500 marijuana strain names and identified about 20 that may appeal to children. Commissioners sought the rule change after hearing from members of the public who objected to the child-friendly names. The rule approved one day before the state licenses recreational marijuana retailers prohibits word that refers to products that are commonly associated with minors or marketed by minors. Rob Patridge, chairman of the commission, called the new requirement a common-sense approach. If you walk through a toy store and you can identify things that are strain names, those are probably inappropriate. Patridge says it's almost as simple as that. The agency also won't allow strain names that refer to illicit drugs such as LSD and blow. The list of outlawed proper names are Girl Scout Cookies, Grape Ape, Candyland, Charlotte's Web, Cinderella, Doctor Who, Bubblicious, Smurf, Bruce Banner, Death Star, Skywalker, the Jedi Kush. Those strains the will. The Jedi Kush. Yeah, and, and Did Jedi I miss Kush. Him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, those strains will still be allowed in Oregon's recreational shops. Retailers and marijuana producers and processors can use initials or strain or some other shorthand reference instead of the full strain name. Companies that already have products in the new system will, with one of the names on the list will not be subject to immediate enforcement, said, exec- said Executive Director Stephen Marks. He said the agency will begin to inform companies about the new rule so they can, make steps, can take steps to label over the strain names and will screen out future packaging that contains those names. Agency officials on Friday also said that they would phase in pesticide testing requirements instead of requiring full compliance starting Saturday. Originally, the state required marijuana entering the recreational marijuana system to undergo pesticide testing starting Saturday. Some lawmakers in marijuana businesses worried that not enough labels are up and running to perform the required testing. Under the change, the agency will allow fewer batches from each harvest to be tested instead of every 10-pound batch. In any of the randomly chosen samples, fails, pesticide testing, every 10-pound batch must then be tested. The state can move ahead with its policy to test every batch earlier than next March if Liquor Commission officials think enough labs can conduct pesticide testing to supply stores. Mark said he expects enough labs to be online within four to six weeks. We'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of lot of people trying to do a lot of the hoops and stuff. Um, but did 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 I miss commenting on the whole the whole name thing? Because you know, I really had a point to make. Oh. 
go on yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing about that, just I'm sorry that I let you go without saying it, but it just occurred to me is that um, one thing about that is look at look at um, what happens when you go to the liquor store and you go down the liqueur aisle. What mm. are all the names? Yeah. Like apple pucker. And... Root beer. And, oh, hold on. They have pumpkin spice vodka now. Yeah. I'm that's sorry. That's the other thing. You, you can look at all the but vodkas and those are all. flavored vodkas. They all have pretty pictures of what flavor they are. Yeah. So what's different? Come on. They even have cotton candy vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's, uh, it's, that's what frustrates me. When is we that... were kids that we didn't have a name. Okay. Well, you know, I, I don't remember ever being under 21 and ever having the name of something. Trigger me to want to eat it or. Well, maybe, maybe food, but I mean, like I never heard there had to have been enticing names for liquor back then. And I never like. I was always trying to get stuff I could just get, like beer right, <laughs> or alcohol. It was never, oh my gosh, I got to go drink liquor because it sounds good when I read the label. Right. <laughs> anyway, but I'm sorry I got sidetracked. I just had to say that because every time we always get in this hypocrisy with alcohol, it's, it's okay. Like even with the gun thing, it's okay to have a gun and be drunk, literally. You could probably be drunk if you could hide it and go buy a, a gun mm-hmm. but it's okay to have a beer and have a gun and shoot but you damn well better not be a medical card holder because right. you're psycho with it right so go ahead and read your I'll get article off, i'll get off my soapbox i'm sorry that always frustrates me when they're the, the hop the, the, the hypocrisy yeah go okay. ahead and read yours and then i'll read my last one here's i'll make this quick here's here's a crazy one for local uh, things. This is in Josephine County, and this is from uh, NBC website, uh, NBC uh, KOBI5.com, actually, uh, a local affiliate for NBC. And it's crazy. This is how it's probably going to get anywhere legalization happens and people start actually being able to produce a lot of weed. And here's the title Police Impersonators Visit Pot Grow. Holy hell. Man, cannabis harvest season is in full swing, but for some growers, that means trouble. The Josephine County Sheriff's Office took a call Thursday from a grower in the Murphy area who says four people posing as police came to his property to see his marijuana. A Murphy resident who prefers not to be named says he is paranoid and concerned. He says groups of people keep terrorizing his property trying to get a hold of his medical marijuana. But yesterday, one group took it to the next level. One Murphy resident who doesn't want to be identified experiences chronic pain after having about six surgeries. His answer, I got into medical marijuana and I feel better and healthier, he said, of course. But for about four years, several people have tried to steal his plants. He purchased security cameras and uses his dogs to scare strangers away. But yesterday, a group of men did more than hop a fence. Two guys got out telling me that... (laughs) Okay, I gotta stop. This is a quote, okay? Now, I, I did say it was Murphy, right? Murphy, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me read the quote. Do you, do you want me to give me the accent, or would that be too assumptive? Maybe I'd not better do that. That'd be too mean. Two guys got out telling me that they was police officers, 
I think that is enough right there. They was police officers. And asked me if I had my medical marijuana card, he said. After pointing out his card, he told him he had 10 plants, which is the legal count. Mm -hmm. And they asked me if they could see my plants, and I told them no, uh, he said, which, again, is, is legal in what you want to do. Mm -hmm. They have to have a search warrant. Just Even if you're legal, just tell them to go. That's when two more men, especially in this situation, that's when two more men got out of the car and said, we could do this the hard way. When they didn't present any ID, he called the police. Go, dude. See? Right? We have rights, too. Right. We're legal. Though the men left quickly, they told him they'd be back, but with a search warrant. Knowing that won't happen, he had a message for the impersonators. Another good quote you like. Don't go around and rob people's medication, you know. I mean, people need this stuff, he said. He hopes his fellow growers will be more aware after hearing his story so the impersonators don't succeed. Josephine County Sheriff Dave Daniel told us via text today that right now they're not investigating. There you go. It's re that's it's scary. And mm -hmm. I mean, what's next? So first we're scared to get arrested and now we're scared to, um, I guess, get shot. Right. Or, uh, I mean, I guess what they would have done if they got in the house. They wouldn't have just said... I mean, would they have said, oh, we're confiscating your plants? He would have been like, no, I'm legal. Right. Or would they have been like, all right, sit down and tie him up or what? I mean, it's yeah, scary. It is. Go ahead. All right. My last one is border officials find van with air cannon used to shoot marijuana over U.S.-Mexico border. Long story short, drug sniffing canines and trained officers make smuggling marijuana across the border a difficult task. As a result, as a result, drug trafficker, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. A trafficker? Trafficker. Okay. As a result, <laughs> drug traffickers have gotten creative. A van with an onboard 10-foot air cannon was found parked in Uguay, Prieta, Mexico. <laughs> sorry, I may have said that wrong. It may have been Agua. <laughs> but I'm not positive. <laughs> I don't know Spanish names. Uh, the town is along the border of uh, border with Douglas, Arizona. The cannon details. It says the van was reported stolen this summer in the city of Hermosillo. Hermosillo. Cio, Irma. Whatever. Spanish. The roof of the cannon had a hole. Don't cut, you have Spanish in you? I, nobody asked you. Cut out for the long-reaching cannon. The 10-foot air cannon can send up to 60 pounds of weed flying over the border. Authorities found an air compressor in the van as well. This helped launch packages well over the fence as retrievers wouldn't need to get too close to the actual border. Vicente Paco, a spokesman of the U.S. Border Patrol, noted that <laughs> noted the fact the agents encountered different smuggling methods every day. Sending contraband over the border fence is nothing new. However, using air cannons is a rare sight <laughs> for border <laughs> patrol agents. On the contrary, the most common way to get contraband over the fence is by tossing compressed softball-sized marijuana packages to the U.S. side. Afterwards, someone on the U.S. side retrieves a package for distribution across the states. Border history. 
Medieval style trebuckets have been used to smuggle drugs in the past as well. Moreover, the Border Patrol has found several catapult type drug launchers over the years. (laughs) Drug launchers, that is so awesome. Uh, They are usually made of wood, but the latest one was all metal. In 2011, officials found a drug catapult near Naco, Arizona. The catapult was attached to a trailer that was abandoned in the Mexico side of the border. That being said, cannons are only found once every few years, said Paco, spokesman of the U.S. Border Patrol. Ultralight aircraft smuggling. Smugglers have begun to use small aircrafts to get large packages of marijuana over the border safely. The planes are described as gliders with engines, which have, which have a seat for a single pilot. In 2014, one of the planes was found crash-landed in the Laguna Mountains. Furthermore, authorities found 250 pounds of marijuana, but no pilot. These aircraft never land on the U.S. side of the border unless they crash. The pilots must be stealthy when flying. The pilots fly at night to avoid detection and carry hundreds of pounds of drugs in a basket-type contraption beneath the aircraft. A lever allows the pilot to release the drugs from the air at a designated drop zone. The plane rarely touches the ground. Essentially, it's a lawnmower with wings, said Garcia. (laughs) The San Diego's Homeland Security uh, Investigation (laughs) Branch. They just come in, drop, and go right back, he added. I just can't get the picture out of my head. (laughs) Final hit. Finally, from small aircraft catapults, smugglers are finding new ways to traffic drugs every day. Marijuana becoming federally legal would free up a lot of the Border Patrol's time. With legal regulated and quality marijuana on the side of the border, smugglers would be left with slim to no incentive. Then the Border Patrol will only have to deal with smuggling of hard, harder drugs with illegal immigration. That, <clears throat> excuse me, that is uh, really funny. It's <laughs> all the pictures in my head on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, so we'll keep moving because we are so far behind. Uh, and I don't want to make this too long. Um, so let's just finish up this season. Everybody should be uh, harvest, either harvested or harvesting or about to harvest. And um, it's, it's, you know, we're kind of starting to harvest. And, you know, this time of year, it's there's a lot of things you got to be careful of. One, uh, right now you got to worry about rippers and a lot of people you see a lot of uh, a lot of stories a lot of people talking about rippers that uh, come through and take your stuff even if it's just a branch or two so be careful i know a lot of people set up tents i know a lot of people do things to prevent that but uh, just just make sure you're doing everything you can there's easy ways to uh, uh, be able to uh, protect your plants uh, one of them is as simple and cheap is to put out, you know, like the infrared sensors that will ding a bell. Um, those are so cheap and you can just put those out in two or three or four or five of them and hard to see at night and will will ding in and wake you up. Uh, but even if you're not, I mean, a lot of people though have already harvested. So if, if you're about to harvest or whatever, just make sure you're, you're, protecting your stuff. Um, but if you have harvested or you are harvesting, um, uh, just a couple tips, you know, get your stuff hung up, make sure your humidity is correct. You want to make sure, uh, I don't know, there's a couple ways people like to do it. 
uh, what, what I do usually is to take off the big fan leaves and then um, I actually go down a lot of times some of my plants don't even have the big fan leaves at the very end so but I will take the leaves off that were, are easy to snip at you can take your little nippers and you can just snip right down uh, at the leaf and without even having to try it so you see that little little branch for that leaf sticking out and you can just get them I get all those some people don't and then go and hang them um, some people like to put them in the hanging baskets uh, you know it's the only thing about that is they get deformed so be careful with that um, but so what we did up until this point is we uh, were using down to earth and it worked great I was top dressing uh, I was forgotten I was forgetting to use lime so I got in a little bit of pH issue but right about that same time I ran into Scott and Nectar of the Gods and decided to switch over to a liquid uh, organic line and it's just been great since uh, the line has performed well that's been my base nutrients uh, they've been very forgiving and so shout out to Nectar and Scott uh, and Nectar fam it's just been a great line I just used the four part with um, actually it was six part so I guess you'd call it advanced and it worked beautiful and like I said forgiving so I could go I could go heavy if I wanted to and I could back off if I wanted to but it seemed to be for, pretty forgiving for what it was and uh, healthy dirt healthy soil um, so we used that and then we also started adding beneficials halfway through we started using mammoth pea which I highly recommend shout out to mammoth pea uh, Colin up there you guys are great uh, I did use your product through the rest of the half of the grow which is I think is the most important part the mammoth pea it actually gives you um, access to phosphorus uh, a lot more of it and that's really what you need in flowering so we also used uh, microbe life we use the photosynth plus there, there's a full line of those but it's another uh, beneficial and it allows essentially more co2 the the plant to utilize more co2 um, you know I, I can't really say how much that added because uh, when I brought that in it was late in the season so but it certainly didn't hurt and it certainly added to the the um, uh, the life of the soil I'm sure so shout out to them to microbe life um, but we also uh, used SLF 100 again that was a really good product that performed well and it works well with the nectar line the nectar line needs the enzymes that are in that SLF and it works really good it would work really good with anything but I saw really good uh, uh, really good active use with that nectar so shout out to SLF guys uh, that stuff works really good I'm gonna keep up with that and um, so we used all that through till the end I flushed with Herculean harvest through nectar uh, that's the high phosphorus part and it worked great uh, everything's going great I used mammoth P to the end to be honest too so mammoth and the HH from nectar uh, and it worked great it's working great um, I'm you know right now actually the sad part is that we've been going through a time of just like almost two and a half days of rain now and so I haven't really been able to add anything so it's just all been water anyway so it's just pretty much rainwater flush at this point which is cool hey flush the rest with the rainwater the only thing is I'm nervous 
I do not have anything over the top of him right now. And that could be a problem. <laughs> Everybody's laughing, I'm sure. That is a big problem. Uh, you're talking uh, two and a half days of on and off rain. Man, they do. The one thing is, is we do get like eight to 13 mile an hour winds most of the time. So really good airflow. So even though they get wet, they get dry really quick. Also, again, shout out to Ancient Herbs on that Formula One. I've been spraying it down with that. Uh, the plants look healthy. The PM I did have has stayed away. And I'm not getting anything yet. So I'm just going to push through. I'm going to go through on a couple of them just a few more days. Uh, but we're starting, you know, we're starting now. So shout out to all them. And that's what's going on. So let's move on now to the Jason Osborne uh, interview. Uh, we appreciate you sticking in there for so long. Now, I did want to read you a summary real quick of what's going on. Essentially, basically, uh, here's read from the NBC again, uh, KOBI 5. It says a medical marijuana grower is being fined 250 every day for having more plants than the city of Medford allows. The limitation on outdoor marijuana grows was put in place last November, restricting both medical and recreational growers to four plants at any time, which is kind of BS because medical should be able to grow 10. Well, here's the deal. So uh, this November, those restrictions may get tighter, which is what we're worried about. So everybody knows about that in the valley, in, in this area. Make sure you vote on this because we do want to protect those rights in the city. Um, this, uh, let's see, uh, this November, these restrictions may get tighter. An ordinance on the ballot could ban outdoor grows altogether, but tonight one patient is fighting to change that. That's Jason Osborne. Well, here's the deal. This guy is a true fighter. He's like, you know, forget this. I'll just take the fines. The good news is no one's getting arrested. I mean, I think that's a good step in the right direction, but what they're saying is, is basically, if you live in the city, you can only grow four, period, period, period. And now we might take that away. And so he's just trying to fight for the rights. And, you, you know, it used to be you could grow your 10, but now you have to be outside city limits to grow your 10. Funny enough, or ironically, Jason's right on the border. So anyway, uh, we've talked enough. Let's get into the interview. This is Jason Osborne. All right, this is Higher Peaks, and I'm here with Lady Sativa. Hey there. And we have a very special guest uh, tonight, Jason Osborne. And if you don't know who this guy is, uh, you, you will tonight. Uh, he's been on the front page of the Mail Tribune, and he's well known throughout the community as far as cannabis culture uh, and ex just protecting the cannabis and medical rights of, of patients. Um, let me start off before. Well, welcome first, Jason. Thank you. Yes. Hey there. Hi. <laughs> um, first, happy I just, to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Uh, mm -hmm. We're excited. Uh, I just want to explain uh, our environment first of all. We're at your place. I'm staring at approximately ten plants. About three of them are massive, <sighs> huge, 10, 11 feet tall. No, I think we established he just measured them. They were ten. They were just under ten last week yeah and they're about 11 right. now right. <laughs> so we we had a good tour today with you and we're, we're out in your backyard right now so you're gonna hear some background noises hopefully a campfire some crickets some crickets <laughs> yeah so outdoor uh, noise as it's jason, a chill zone yeah as jason put it we're gonna be in xanadu 
So uh, this will be it. So it's a little bit different. It's more relaxed, and we're also going to be uh, smoking some cannabis. Absolutely, some and we're going to be staring at some cannabis too. Our own medicine that we grew. We're very proud of. Oh, it. and hey, not just cannabis. We also have corn, uh -huh. and we have strawberries. Yes, we do. And we have what's squash, right? We have squash. There's we have lemon squash, cucumbers. There's we have lemon gherkins, cucumbers. We, have there, we are surrounded by absolutely everything, sunchokes. not just cannabis. Yes, yeah. good, good, good gardening skills. Nature. And and so Jason, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the, the first reason that I, I found you was because of the Mail Tribune, and it really caught my attention because I got I got a real good chance to get to know who you are and what you've done and what you're fighting for. Mm -hmm. And so why don't you start in on, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, you know, what you've kind of done and how it's led you to this cannabis situation. And we'll go from there. Wow. You're sure it wasn't the kitten? <laughs> it, it may have been that for too. me. That the too. kitten was a catalyst for a lot of people. Everybody thought it was a ferret for some reason. <laughs> there was a couple ferret? of comments on, on the Facebook about, about it being a ferret. And I was like, well, he's kind of in the rare stance, but no, yeah. it's, he's funny. a total cat. I got to say, it was funny enough that my husband and I both took pictures at the same time, and he sent yours to me, and I had taken it because I was going to read it as an article from the n newspaper. That's awesome. And we took it at the same time, same day. He's all, hey, we got to interview this guy. Go figure. <laughs> I think he had you on the phone by the end of the day. Nice. That morning, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that morning. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell uh, us. Where I come from is I moved here in, in 2006, and uh, I've been a longtime cannabis user. Uh, you know, self-medicating, I guess, is yeah. the term they use for us longtime cannabis users who knew we were using it for a reason, but didn't know what that reason was, per se. Right. That's right. the way I like to say. Sure. Uh, but nevertheless. Because um, we liked it. Well, because, you know, why not? But, Underlying uh, issues, but, but it's all absolutely, right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, like when I tell people I, I feel like it helped me through some rough uh, depressive issues in my teen years, my late teen years and early 20s, is particularly uh, with given what happened to me at the end of my high school career. Uh, that you know they're, they're stunned by that they're like well it's a depressant it can't help you if you're depressed trust me when oh, you're depressed it helps <laughs> if yeah. you're mad it helps if you're but, sad it doesn't yeah. matter but I actually moved here in 2006 with my uh, now ex-wife and I was actually at the time sober and uh, not utilizing cannabis I was uh, just focused on the kids I had and what was going on having made a big move from Texas to Oregon and the the culture difference there right. is enough without cannabis being involved uh but along the way what happened is i i ended up leaving my my wife and moving on to my now wife rachel and uh she and i got back into cannabis use and she had a specific need for it because she actually has a, a problem with her arm with a clotting disorder mm -hmm. and so it really helps with that it helps with the pain from that because she actually has a clot in her arm that she can't not get removed and so it's stuck with her for life she was 32 years old when she went in the hospital with that icu for three days and they had her on fentanyl patches for medication oh, good for God. pain yeah. and they had her on methadone and she was a zombie she was just you know she all she did all day was take pills and put a patch on and that was it i was just looking at a lump there she wasted away and she's so. only on cannabis now she's only on cannabis now she only uses mm -hmm. cannabis She's wow. a total cannabis wow. user, yeah. Uh, the only other thing that she takes is an aspirin, of course, because of the clotting thing. And then right. she also takes fish oil when she can afford it because it does help with capillary restructuring. Uh, but it's kind of ironic. We got into uh, cannabis actually as a medicine and, and the whole movement part of it when uh, we went to Abdul Career College. And part of her rotation as a medical assistant was to go to uh, the voter power 
for the administrative part of her phlebotomist rotation. She worked at Voter Power, mm -hmm. and that got us involved with our now very good friend, uh, Ron, who worked there. And, uh, you know, just got started in the movement from there. She ended up working over at So Normal with uh, Lori Duckworth. Uh, who everybody in Oregon knows who Lori Duckworth yeah. is. And um, she was actually working there right up until they got raided. And, um, you know, it's been a really beneficial fact that we have somebody of that level that we know and that Rachel is very good friends with. I, I consider her friends well, but Rachel is like, has this mad power sister love thing with her. So right. it's, yeah. it's just adorable to see the two of them together. Uh, but, you know, she was there for that. And we supported Lori through her fight against all the atrocious charges that were totally trumped up obviously because they only ended up with what one charge out of how many yeah. mm -hmm. so it's so obvious what was going on there and uh you know we were kind of involved at a level that other people weren't so you know rachel was privy to things and it's sad it's sad to see someone of such importance to the community destroyed by by what they did so, yeah and now you know here we are a couple of years later and I've got 10 plants and Medford city ordinance says I can only have four and you know. Okay. So let's get right down to it. Then let's <laughs> talk about that because this is a real big deal. And this is, you know, as Oregon rooted the podcast, our listeners know that we support uh, people exactly like you growers, exactly like you people that are growing their own medicine. Uh, and you know, we're sitting back in this garden and as I look out on your, land here you know only a, a 20 30 percent of it in front of me is is cannabis plants the other is gorgeous you know other greenery it's it's just absolutely beautiful actually i gotta say i think it's about 10 percent because <laughs> well, remember there's the tomatoes up that's in what the front. i mean so i'm uh, you know so uh, 50 tomato plants 50 so so the fight is on and we're on with it with you and we want everybody out there all our listeners across the countries that know us to uh, be able to understand the fight that we're having here and you know what they're going to be up against mm. and so let's tell us exactly what's going on with that the issue uh, stems from the passage of the recreational marijuana in my opinion uh, that's where it comes to be a problem because until then we had a successfully uh, run medical marijuana program here in Oregon for what 15 years mm -hmm. I mean I was here for three years before this growing plants half the size of course i mean you know my skills have gotten better every year because i'm not a, I'm, i only just recently started growing in dirt when i moved to oregon so mm -hmm. <laughs> well you're definitely an oregon grower now because you're growing trees brother i appreciate that i appreciate that i think that's a miniature <laughs> you a redwood starting right over there <laughs> yeah the stalks on those things just so our listeners know uh these things i yeah, I think they're the size of my ankle. Well, it, it's it's gone beyond to the point where it's just pretty much solid wood, oak, you know, uh, very and very healthy. I was surprised that um, at the at least what you've expressed that you do mm -hmm. is simple. Not simple, I shouldn't say that, but it's it's minimal for what some people do. It exactly. is pretty simple. You know, it's actually a, an issue of contention I had with uh, some other members of the community because when I protested the proposed ban. Uh, with the city council 
and I was there talking to the city council and I make the point that I'm not the guy who invests tens of thousands of dollars in my plants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who literally some of these plants are seeds that I found in stuff I got that I just wow. stuck in dirt and grew. Those yeah. two plants right there. Yeah. You know, wow. and it's like and they're gorgeous. I mean, yeah, they are. <laughs> Wait, the ones with the massive leaves that are like the size of my head? Yes. Really? <laughs> Jurassic Park style. Those are just from Those random are seeds. massive. Oh, and by the way, it's nine, nine, uh, what are those cola? What are those? Nine fingers. Fingers. fingers they There's nine it. fingers on that <laughs> thing, too. Yeah. So, so, the, so what's the deal? You're growing too many? Is that what yes, the deal was? Yes, according to city ordinance, which city ordinance says that I can have four plants. And also, to be clear... Uh, as the code enforcement uh, head of code enforcement told uh, the reporter from the Mail Tribune they don't make a distinction between whether they're mature or not. Okay. They only count plants. Yeah. They don't even care if they're male or female, which I've had males that I had to take out and unfortunately might have issues with it. You know, that's a, that's a hazard of the game. Yeah. But nevertheless uh the uh, the city doesn't care whether they're mature or not. Where at least the state says you have to have a half inch of bud growth on it before they even consider it a plant. So mm. yeah, you know, which seems like there should be a distinction. They which, should. Yeah, yeah, there should be. It's a reasonable distinction yeah. because the whole thing, as we all know, that we all do is you put out your plants, and then you sit there and okay, I'm allowed twelve plants. I put out twelve plants. You know, hypothetically, not that that's not what I have. I I can have ten here, so I have ten. I'm allowed ten plants. So let's say I only planted ten plants. And then the average ratio from seed uh, is what thirty percent, depending on what you're buying, where you're getting your seed of right. possibility mm-hmm. for male. Yeah. So if I only lose thirty percent, well, that's three of them right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm well below what I can even have, let alone what I need for my patient and right. other things. So it's you know it's one of those one of those dances. That's why I think a plant limit in a, in a sense is preposterous at all because it just shows that they don't even understand the whole nature of how you grow the plant and how you go about choosing what plants you end up with. I mean, buying clothes is one thing, but uh, you know sometimes you want that seed. I mean, I I have all clothes out here except for those two that are seeds, but unfortunately they don't have the nice tap root on them because you start them in a pot instead of being able to start them outdoors and whatever. But so now you've already had. Not issues, but you've fought uh, for, you know, local movement, um, legislature. So do you think that um, being involved has brought you some attention? I certainly think I, you know, I was I was kind of just sitting here in this abandoned house and not doing anything that anybody noticed. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Mandy Valencia, you know, from the Mail Tribune, mm-hmm. she uh, she started the the uh, right to grow page and and started the whole thing when the 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 initiative came up, I guess, or whatever it was. The move, the thing, the, the city council was talking about a complete ban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all met down there for the city council meeting, and that was really the beginning of my involvement as an activist, I guess, in the sense because even though I had been involved with people like Lori at So Normal, I hadn't really uh, gotten out there and gotten involved. And mm-hmm. then just that day, it just hit, and I just went there. And then next thing you know, your picture's on the front of the paper. And, right. <laughs> and then Mandy and I kind of got into some getting getting involved in things. And the next thing you know, Jackson County was doing their thing. So we had to go to that. Yeah. And then we went yeah. up to Salem and uh, and went up there for the House Bill 3400 mm-hmm. and uh, got up there and 
testified in front of them, which was, which was interesting. Yeah. I've never done right. anything like that yeah. before. You know, yeah. you put your mind to something like that. You think about it, thing like that. I mean, uh, uh, a council meeting or a committee meeting for the state Senate is something that's microfished and put down in like the archives and like, you know, a hundred years from now, right. you know, school right. kids can be reading about the guy with the Afro. Cause at the time of my Afro was <laughs> pumped up. So it was really nice to testify about cannabis in front of a bunch Good. of state senators with yeah. a giant yeah. Yeah, Afro. Exactly. So you, you looked the part. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I wore the shoes that I wear in the garden. I'm wearing flip flops right now, obviously, but I wore the shoes that I wore in the garden, even though I put on a decent pair of pants and a nice shirt to make the point that I'm a, I'm a farmer. So you know, Crocs? Yeah. I, no, just old tennis shoes that oh, I beat okay. to hell. Oh, okay. But I'm a farmer. You know, I, I grow these vegetables so that my family can eat during the summer and the yeah. fall yep. and uh, through winter. Right. Uh, yes, we do get uh, food support. I mean, we've only just started getting back on our feet with full-time jobs. Uh, but essentially, I farm as much food as I can to feed my family, and I farm a little bit of cannabis. Right. Which, so you have medicine. Which... It's ironic because my issue is I have degenerative joint disorder in my knees. And so I'm looking at knee replacement probably by the time I'm, you know, about in my mid fifties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the issue with that is that I wake up some mornings and my knees are so stiff that I can't bend them. So I have to literally drop my leg off the end of the bed and just let my leg fall down. And it just cracks like a piece of wood snapping. Yeah. Uh. And so if you don't think I need a bong rip after that, right? <laughs> listen, we'll go toe to toe. If you yeah. want to take my bong away yeah. after I have yeah. to break my legs basically and have to get out of bed. And this is, this happens when these cooler temperatures come in the fall and the winter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So of course it makes sense that harvest comes in the fall. Right. Duh. Yeah. I get a buttload of medicine in the fall. <laughs> duh. I use that medicine to get me through the winter. So sure. come springtime, I can walk again and come out here and plant the plants right. Right. and get my medicine in the fall. It's like the and, circle of life. And they don't get that. <laughs> Why don't they get that? Well, what's <clears throat> what's interesting is that you're growing your own medicine. You're not trying to take from anything. Right. You know, you're you're growing the medicine that you really need. I'm fully don't self-sustaining. Don't you see what the pro- Hold on. Don't you see what the problem is? He's not spending any money. Well, right? and it's working. And they don't like it. Yeah, it's it's working because you're not He's risking farming. You're not risking like your you know the fentanyl patches or anything <laughs> like that. You're not risking you know. Uh, I have a heart murmur, so I cannot use, I do not like using uh, narcotics at all. Yeah. Uh, narcotics always affect me differently than they do others. And so I really prefer cannabis for my needs because it affects me the way I need it to. It does what I need it to. Whereas when I take a Vicodin or a hydrocodone or whatever, I mean, I get, it's just, it messes with me really bad. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't like it. My body doesn't like it. My body complains to me. It's like, don't take that. Percocet yeah. makes me itchy. <laughs> I'm taking purpose. I poured a pot of boiling water down my left leg when I was working for a KFC oh. in Austin, Texas. Uh, we Our water heater went out, so I kept a pot of, bo- of water on the stove all night. And then I was walking through the restaurant after I had squirted soap on the floor, and I was just pouring the boiling water, and it poured down my leg. Oh. And uh, they gave me a bottle of Vicodin that was tall as my bong here. <laughs> you know, just And it just said, take as needed. And I went to my friend's house, and I laid on the couch for a month. <clears throat> and all I did was wake up every couple of hours. I would find a little bag of some food from my friend and a drink <laughs> and my pill bottle would be sitting there and I'd just take a couple of pills as soon as I woke up, as right. soon as I woke up, because I mean, this thing rocked on the pain yeah. and I would take a couple of those and then I'd eat really quick because I knew I couldn't tolerate the pain long and the pain, the medicine was coming as soon as it would hit it, make me loopy and dizzy and start feeling sick. Like I wanted to pass out. I'd take two more and, then and I'd pass, pass out. out. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'd wake up and be 
if it was light then, it was dark then, and there'd be like a pizza sitting there, oh, like yeah. a tree could just. How many days has it been? <laughs> I, the month of February, and that was like, I want to say 2003 or whatever. But yeah, the month of February was just gone to nothing but pain pills. And I mean, I couldn't have had cannabis in Austin, Texas, if I wanted it. Oh, Are I don't know me? if you'd want it now. <laughs> so still a bad place to have it. Actually, I think that yeah, we were we were one of the worst states about that. Mm-hmm. I think we were asking that in one of our episodes is how... Although we do have a few Texas listeners, though. Oh, yeah, it was we do. hideous. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that I survived on for the 16 years I lived in Texas, we called it the brown frown. Uh, it comes from, typically, from Mexico. <laughs> I was going to uh, say All the Mexi stuff weed. that I ever got, because I... <laughs> Because I would get uh, quarter pounds of it, you yeah. know, and take oh, care so of all it my came friends. Fresh and out of the tire. Oh, I knew a guy who he said he had a place down there in Mexico, and he would get it, and it was like pumped together with two jacks into a brick, and they would shove orange peels in the middle of it before they made it into this brick, so it would stay somewhat moist. Right. And then they shove it in like tires on, on yeah. the trucks, and then drive it up, and uh, yeah. you know. And I'm sure it had no pesticides oh, oh, or any kind of diazinon or. It's the, it was just disgusting. <laughs> I remember weed. that was the first. Oh my god. First weed that I ever mm. smoked was Brit- Mexican brick weed. Yeah. Just I still worry. I still worry about the repercussions because I understand oh. that cannabis is safe, but I'm not sure what was in that cannabis was. Oh my goodness! So even, tire parts. That's why you know yeah. it's, it's nice Reese. that we have testing now and everything. But when it comes to testing, at times and I adore it and I, I need it, you know, and I want it in my life and all that. And nowadays, I want clean medicine as everybody does. But I think back to the things I smoked back in the day, and it's just like. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, so, right. Yeah, right. Who knows? But you had no choice because, of course, clean medicine wasn't available because yeah. of prohibition. Yeah, it's just yeah. like people who had to drink bad alcohol. Oh, right. Prohibition exactly. was on yes. alcohol. People yes. went blind because they drank awful moonshine. Oh. because they couldn't go get a Jack Daniels. Sorry. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean that's that's the prohibition at work. I, I think it actually had a name for bad, like for bad liquor, mm-hmm. and people would get. Um, sure. They would start having limb problems and then they would end up just dying like their whole body mm. would just freeze up on them. In fact, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Water for Elephants. Um, well, in Water for Elephants, that was an issue. I don't remember if it's Johnny's leg or something like that. I'll have to look it up. But it, it actually is a symptom where <laughs> alcohol poisoning and it would kill the. Yeah, sure. so it, was, it was crazy. So talk about clean medicine, Jason. Uh, why don't you talk about how clean yours is? I know that what you told me, it sounded pretty good. I mean, it, it's pretty much nature's way. I mean, we're tell me. real, we're real proud of it. I mean, we try to do it as basic as possible and it's, it's a, it's not totally uneconomic, the choice that I made. If I had money, of <laughs> course I would have gone out and spent money, but I'm not that guy. I don't have that money. So Look, what man, we have for somebody is, to grow these big a trees without <laughs> being that humble, <laughs> you know, it's it, what's there know. to brag about. You know, I mean, I'm just proud of it, but I mean, at the same time, it's it's what nature provides. Yeah. You know? So, that's what is what your process? What so, do you do? Sorry, the, Jake's leg. That's what it's called. Oh, Jake's leg. Okay. Yes, it actually. That's what it's. Is that called. a listener? No. No. You, no. Did I, you magic I, phone it? I googled it. We called it. Ma- we call that magic phoning it. Oh, I magic no. phoned it, and it told me that it's Jake's leg. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's my so. Buster barking in the background. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and there's gonna be some natural noises going on. Yeah. This is I organ. Think we and, heard an ambulance. You know? <laughs> and if I may, natural smells may occur as well because across the street, my neighbor has uh, miniature ponies that she has been fighting and continuing to keep on site for 
since before I was here and the city has tried to make her get rid of them at times and she's fought them and won and it's nice to have a neighbor across the street who stood up to yeah. the city before yeah. it succeeded. Okay, and I got I got <laughs> But you might get the natural smell from them if they uh, do their well, thing. Well, so is that, a, is that, I was going to say, before you say anything, uh, sorry, no. but um, is that a smell thing? Is, is that smell ordinance, <laughs> which can relate to the cannabis? I know how that's the city is oh, coming funny. about that. Uh, as no, far actually, as the, the animal smells are specifically state protected. Oh, yeah, things like that are specifically state so cattle horses yeah so naturally naturally like growing that. plants no, oh, are anything like that like the lavender <laughs> farms Oregon. are state protected even though the... lavender can stink to high heaven oh god yes. rosemary <clears throat> can be pretty potent okay yeah. there was a bundle this big at the indo expo and it smelled so strongly and that was just walking by it and i'm like okay and that was lavender it yeah. was just sitting there i'm like mm. wow that is strong mm-hmm um, okay. There's the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I love the I was gonna. Sound. I was going to point I mean, out. This is all natural. Audio junkie when it comes to that kind of stuff. I had a friend who was in a band in the 90s. And I'm like, what kind of music do you make? And he's like, we don't make music. And then he played some of the stuff. And it was like as if the keyboards had like a, a, a motorcycle sound and then a tinkling oh. of nice. silver. Stuff. And they played these crazy jingly things. <laughs> and I'm like. That is so off the hook, but it uh-huh. was Austin in the nineties. Oh, it's yeah. the live music capital of the world. Yeah. So everybody's a musician. You right, know? right. You walk two feet, you run into a musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just gonna point out to everybody that we are not in the city. Like it's not Well, we are we are by city. We are by code. the city. Yeah. <laughs> by. So technically we are right <coughs> on the outskirts. But of what, Medford. What you're saying, though, is it's really rural. Yes, it's very yeah. rural. There are uh, there's neighbors. I don't think you could spit on your neighbor's house from mm-hmm. here, and it's it's sad to say that you were getting this chastised over or, ten plants or this much attention or this even. much attention. I mean, if I had over the this whole many field plants, full of plants, exactly. Oh, I, I think I should be allowed to do this. Let's be. <laughs> I agree. Let's be clear, I agree. In yeah. my opinion, right. yeah, absolutely. I mean, freedom isn't free. Come on, man. Tell me what we fought for. No, yeah. Look at how many trees are out there. Why can't I just add some more? <laughs> Well, and, and, and what, what are we looking at? We're looking at beautiful green plants, and they all look a little different. It's not like, you know, they look ugly. What would people rather see, fences or plants? Right. We've got the Gorilla Glue. We've got, you know. That Gorilla Glue looks good, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're, we call those bush pretty. babies. And yeah. then you got the, what's the biggest, the Northern Lights? Northern Lights, number three. Number three. And then we got the uh, purple urkel over here, crossed with now God's that tree. that really looked gorgeous. Oh, we got some oh, pictures that of that. A, we're going to share that one is your wife's favorite, correct? Yes, because okay. the purple medicines work best for her pain. Okay, yeah. because yes, beautiful her pain plant. comes in on her at night because she's a maid. Uh, she actually has started her own cannabis business uh, called Sativa Diva. She's actually go figure. I'm Lady Sativa. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead since you're talking about that? Plug her real quick. Let the oh, I'm sorry, know. I wasn't trying to go no. for a plug. Okay, well, I you appreciate can if you it. Want. Yeah, no, she's a, she's it. the Sativa Diva. Okay, she's on Facebook. Okay, uh, she specializes in cleaning homes that have cannabis present because if if you realize like uh, major cleaning companies it's written in their contracts that if they come to your home and there's paraphernalia or there's drugs present of course under federal rules there's a drug, they're supposed to report it they will know that will just not clean your home oh, oh they avoid yeah. the contract they yeah. won't do the job oh, okay. or so they could steal it? your stuff right well there's that too but uh no she also cleans can of businesses yeah uh, things like that nice. uh yeah she offers the full range of services window cleanings we have a pet sitting available the whole nine i mean you know and it's all specifically based to people that you can trust to be around your cannabis right uh right. she's worked for uh jolly bee 
uh, the people at oh, nice. Jollibee. Nice. Uh, uh, Rosinate uh-huh. is one of her clients as well. I mean, not to name drop, but you know, we're proud no, of it. No. And they're That's proud good. to have That's her too. They love her. She's honestly, a great. Honestly, come on, we're organ rooted. This is. Yeah, we drop a lot of names. <laughs> Let's drop a lot good. of names. Well, I didn't we'll... ask them for permission. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to drop a lot of names without permission. Well, seeing oh, as I'm That's sure, true. Yeah. That's true. Have you been introduced to my actual. Jollibee's delicious. My actual stage name is Lady Sativa. So, of course, Sativa Diva. I thought that was. Creative. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so you can reach her through Facebook. On Facebook, yes. Okay. Perfect. She's the sensitivity on Facebook. Excellent. And Excellent. then, okay. of course, if people want to see pictures of the house when we found it, which, uh, you know, it was an abandoned house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. No, let's go ahead. I got cotton mouth. Yeah. It's, I, I, wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> Did you need to medicate? Oh, sure. Why not? Got that? Okay. So. <laughs> Sativa Diva on Facebook. Well, she's yeah, she's so. Anyways, for me, for the uh, the house when we moved into it, it's the abandoned house project on Facebook. Okay. And they'll see pictures of the house when we found it. It had seven broken windows. It had MS thirteen gang signs in it. Uh, you know, it had blackberry growing from the fence over there all the way up to it. it's about what twenty. 30 feet of blackberry that I cut out <laughs> when I got here we were homeless we had nothing so all I had was a uh, shovel and a, a rake <laughs> and I cut it down by hand wow wow well, that's well. I cleaned this land by hand it just exposed the house and then my friend John came up from Texas like I said every year for three years when I was telling you guys the story yes, yes. and uh, helped clean it and we cleaned all the stuff off it and we're quite proud of that and yeah. what I pointed out to the city council is um, the uh, code enforcement officer told me the first time I met him, which was four years ago when yeah. I moved here, uh, he got called out, told there were squatters in the house because we were living in a camper. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The city, when I went down to the, no, excuse me, I went down to the Jackson County Register's office and they told me that uh, it was county land. So under county rules, I could camp on the land while I fish, fixed the house. Right. So I put a camper here and we lived in the camper. The reason that code enforcement didn't know I was out here for the first month I was out here, he even told me this, my article in the Mail Tribune the first time was on a Monday morning printing. And he's off on Mondays and doesn't read uh, the paper on Monday. Uh, oh, so wow. it wasn't until a month later when oh, the neighbors no. complained that we were squatters that he got called out. But uh, that's when we found out that we had been annexed in 2006 and we were under city rules. So, ah, uh, right. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, we you know, fix up the house and we've been living in it for four years. But the point is the pile that was here of debris, he told me uh, that the city had debated, actually the council had debated paying to have the pile cleaned up and then uh, putting a lien on the property against the, the property owner to make him pay for it. And if he didn't pay for it, of course, foreclosing on the land and making the city land. Oh, the reason they didn't well, do it is you because got in here. <laughs> the reason they didn't do it is because they were worried about asbestos in here. The home is from 1948. The outbuildings that were crushed to make the debris pile that we cleaned up were from that era too. So they yeah. would have had asbestos literally in the wood. Right. They sprayed it on the wood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They yeah. were really stupid with asbestos back then. Oh, so sure. they're just like, here, let's and, uh, poison everything along with yeah. the lead. So and the people. EPA paperwork <laughs> to clean that pile up had things been done under that kind of methodology is about a foot high off a table. Okay. Right. So the city was like, well, forget that. And they left it. So it said abandoned for six years. And then I came along as a homeless guy, asked the owner if I could move into the property. He said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'll let you live there for a year from the day you get electricity turned on. Great. Thanks. I didn't know the, the line to the house from the pole was cut. 
by oh the power goodness. company. I didn't know that. And that's a whole different story. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> nevertheless, uh, so code enforcement, you know, that's I've had a relationship with this man for four years. So when he shows up the other day for the pot plants, for my cannabis plants, excuse me. It's oh, <laughs> so old school to call it pot. I hate it. Anytime I call it pot or marijuana, I'm always like, stop that. Stop that. You know, just remind yourself. That's okay. He well, calls me out for calling it grass every once I, in a while. But grass I, maybe, is more of a fun kind of hippie yeah, term. Yeah. Marijuana is a racist, racist derivative word that was is, created yeah. by the Rockefellers or whoever. Some, I, or I don't know Way the back in yeah, the day. But yeah. yeah. And it's they literally created the word marijuana to sound like it was ethnic mm-hmm. to scare the white folks. Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's, that's why my grandma says it like word. that. Nahiwana. Well, it, it's, yes. If, don't it you know? Literally, that's why most other cultures don't have a word for marijuana, but they have words for cannabis. Right. My, but we have to that's come how my teach grandma them says words it. for marijuana. Yeah, yeah. You know, like mota in yeah. uh, J- Japanese, I believe. No, that's no, Spanish. 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 Most, Spanish. La mota Spanish. is Spanish. No, what is it in Japanese? I, I, I used to know it, but anyways, I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's I digress. Cool. I, I've been smoking. No, it's uh, <laughs> the thing is too is you know that if, if guys are out smoking, that the black ones are going to come rape the white women. Oh yes, uh, right, right. You better, oh, whole, yeah, yeah. You better yes. realize that. Right. Oh, and the whole thing about it being the jazz musicians' oh, drug man. of choice, you know, of course, of course it was because they were smart. The they, yeah, think about how genius <laughs> they were and how beautiful their music was. Hello, of course oh, they medicated. Yeah, they of come up with that music, man. Yeah, so ah, I mean, they were the getting over all that 300 years of oppression, dude. You know, come on, they needed something to smoke. Let them have it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, are you going to continue the fight? Absolutely. Yeah, I and don't see any reason to stop. I mean, well, no. At this um, point, I've been blessed with the benefit of uh, Brent Kenyon, who is the owner of Southern Oregon uh, Alternative Medicine, which okay. has you know, it's the largest. Uh, yes. Yes, we know that. Yes. Yep. Chain of uh, store or not stores, um, <clears throat> clinics. Excuse me. And uh, he has provided me with a lawyer, Robert Graham, out of Grants Pass. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Everybody knows him. Yeah. Uh, and he has, well, you know, stated in the paper that he was going to file an injunction against the city of Medford to stop them from coming out. Now, whether or not that has occurred yet, I don't know. I work a 40-hour week job. I'm a regular guy yeah, who has sure. to worry about real shit. Real, real. Oh, <laughs> you know? you're, not one of those, you're not one of the stupid stoners that sits on your couch all day and plays video games, oh, yeah, right? Exactly. Because that's what we get classified exactly. as. Yeah, I love my Xbox. And I really, <laughs> well, you know what? Don't get me wrong. I love my video games, okay? I do love a, well, to game. Well, I'm a computer gamer, so I'm on, I'm on my computer, but sure. yes, you know. Gaming you know, is gaming. Okay? I actually, uh, I, my job, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I work for a company called Sunrun. Uh, and I do solar uh, lead generation for the solar industry. Wow. We, we get people solar power, basically. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I sit on that all day with my laptop here. And then right next to it, I have a computer that has Civilization <laughs> Four going on it because I'm a big, huge fan. Uh, John and I actually ran a convention down in Austin in the early 2000s. And nice. civil- and Sid Civilization was a sponsor of it and sent us five copies of Civilization Four signed by Sid Meier. So we each kept oh, one. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> nice, nice. Because, yeah. yeah, it's just that cool. You, know? you get something signed by Sid Meier, you're going to keep that. <laughs> okay, you get something signed in general. Geek, you're like, geek gotta, alert. Yeah. I still play Dungeons and Dragons once a week. Okay, I'm a geek. Hey, I just played God well, of War actually this last week. Thing, I think I almost beat the whole game. Is, just this is a good point right here, though. This is a good point. Not many geeks are known for being potheads stoners whatever you want to call them now but so that's good you're representing a small crowd of i built and repaired over 200 computers and i also did the entire computer system for a school uh 
district down in Austin, outside of Austin, called Del Valley, the Del Valley School District. Uh, I worked for a company that did all those, and I did it all high. I mean, yeah. whatever you want to call it, Duh. medicated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you've got to get up and drive through Austin traffic to get to work in the morning. You've got to have a When boat. I worked there, I mean, <laughs> so no, don't people don't range. understand. Have you ever seen the movie Office Space? Yes. Oh, I love it. Love it, right? Yeah. That opening scene in Office Space when they show the traffic, that is real Austin traffic. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. I sat in that. And I'm talking, like, to go from, like, one, like, where you go underneath an overpass from a street, you know, that goes across it, to go from one of those to the next can sometimes take you, like, half an hour or so. And I mean, it's just like... Oh, it's just this crazy. I mean, the whole bit where he's driving the road, where he's driving, and the guy walks past him with the walker. That's Burnett App, Burnett <laughs> Drive. And yeah. uh, I'm looking at John for confirmation because I haven't lived there now in the decades. <laughs> but uh, that's Burnett Drive. And literally, that's not a joke. That's IBM that's in the background that he's driving by, the actual big blue buildings from the from yeah. IBM. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just cool to see those kind of things in movies. But the point is, is that when you've got to drive through that, and I mean, people don't medicate and drive. And I'm not advocating medicating and drive. But let me tell you what, I bet people get up in the morning and take their Vicodin if they're in pain and then get behind the wheel of their car. Yes. I bet people oh, yeah. get up in the morning and, and take their, oh, there's Xanax. For their, anxiety, you know, whatever. How many different pills do some people take? I've seen people like in their early 30s that have like pill packages that they pop them open. I'm like, I would not want to take that in a week, let yes. alone yeah. every day. Yeah, it's insane. There's a better way, people. There's a natural way. Yeah, and it's right there. Yeah. Right. And you don't have to smoke it. You can eat it. You can. There's lots of different ways there's, you can consume there's it. There's lip balm, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. for sure. And I mean, speaking of that, tongue spray. all the different ways. Why don't you? What about those cookies? Oh my gosh, we uh, uh this is my quick story. Yeah, this I, is me. This, I made these. We've, <laughs> we we visited the Golden Beaver Farms, which is a farm that's it's a they're located over uh, in Cloverdale, Oregon, which is four or five hours away, and uh, they gave us a couple sticks of butter, and uh, Matt, the guy that makes their edibles uh, or the products for them. Uh, was pretty proud of his stuff and so i was like okay well it usually takes me 600 to maybe a thousand milligrams to really get pumped up and i don't know i don't have an explanation for that at all but i know some people don't need that much at all yeah i mean yeah, that's why so, it's not quantifiable well see that's the thing so uh we brought the butter home i didn't think much about it because i've never been impressed with edibles for myself and uh she made up a batch of cookies with both the sticks of butter <laughs> and this is definitely a shout out to golden beaver mm-hmm. uh yeah i ate two cookies last night and i had a pretty much a psychedelic experience the Were whole night how much it called for is that how much butter the recipe called okay, for did two, you just the put two, all the butter in there because uh, you could okay well no it was a pound <laughs> That's what i want to know <laughs> it was a pound of but it says a pound of butter so okay, okay. and both the sticks together was a pound okay and i may so have added hold on it, I, I may have added a little bit of extra <laughs> butter that a friend of ours had made um and so it may have been thrown in there too <laughs> well check this out no kidding i was so high i couldn't sleep I mean, I had to take a shower. I had to calm down. I had to tell myself everything was going to be okay. He woke me up at 3.30 in the morning, and he goes, babe, babe, you fucked me up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. What did I do? He's all... Did yeah. you see Ted too? Never again. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, oh. that's the help me get home oh weed. He's always like, yeah. I was just going to say, when Rachel Rachel uh, makes me, uh, the only cookie I like to eat is oatmeal raisins. So sometimes Rachel will make me medicated oatmeal raisin cookies. And okay. She'll take the raisins and she'll saute them in some can of butter. And nice. then she puts nice. those in the recipe. Yeah. And I mean, she puts in currants. She puts in uh, uh, not just the raisins, but the other ones, the... Um, 
cranberries. Uh, the, the, cran- the cranberries, yes, thank you, yes. And it's just, it's it's like a health oh bar Oh my God, that sounds delicious. And then we usually, whatever the butter calls for in our recipes, like it calls for a pound of butter, we would use half medicate and then half regular just oh. to keep it toned yeah. down. Sure. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I can't help but eat more than I should and uh, I don't want to get sick. Yeah. Because yeah. had, I had a bad experience Did when you? I was, well, down in Texas, I tried to make a medicated item with the brown frown we've aforementioned brown frown (laughs) and it was disgusting (laughs) and it made four people so sick they almost went to the hospital (gasps) and uh you mean from whatever was nasty in it or just from overdosing okay so yeah it was basically an overdose so you can't overdose i didn't mean that yeah Yeah, but that is the term for what happened you can overdose you can overdose on brown frown (laughs) it was awful oh well because yeah lord knows what else was in it right well and then honestly yeah uh, the brown frown (laughs) and we literally sat there and we picked out every bit of stem and every bit of seed hole because that's what was in a lot of the brown frowns. Yeah. So, so in other words, more than it, half of the it? The seeds get smashed. Yeah. And well, I, I always had a quarter pound around. And so I, I took out enough to make a half ounce of really filtered down. So one pile. And one so then pile. what I did was I took the butter that the recipe called for for the brownies and I poured it in the melted butter. Well, as soon as I did, it just turned the butter black. You know how you're supposed to like sift it to like get the yeah. matter out. When yeah. I put it through that a coffee filter to get it out, like there was barely anything that came out, and I still had this black, <laughs> black butter. And so we put this but we put these brownies in the oven, and then we sit down and we're sitting there. And so my friends are like, "Well, what are we gonna do while we're waiting on these brownies to cook? Well, what else are we gonna do? We break out the bong, and my my bowl because it's brown frown, you have to smoke a lot of it to really get anything right i mean even my tolerance back then even though that's all i smoked it was like my god i gotta smoke an ounce of this my bowl was a bell that i'd taken the handle off and then put a metal stem on holy and shit so it would hold a quarter ounce of weed oh my god so we put that i in guess it. that could be brass and see that's the only time that's thing? appropriate to call it weed is when you're talking about the brown <laughs> yes that's a good point no it's pot at that point it's that's just it's pot weed. Yeah. it's it's whatever whatever yeah. degrading term they want to assign to that's the shit I'm that's talking perfect about. Term. <laughs> that's perfect term for pot it's just yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, we, we packed up a bowl, and it held, like I said, held a good quarter ounce of this brown frown that we were just sitting there roasting up, just me and three friends. And the best part was, was I worked for a major chain pizza company, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> and... Uh, What's it rhyme with? No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm sitting there, and so here's the deal. My so it's me. I'm the general manager. My roommate is my shift manager, and then my other roommate is my head cook. And sitting across from me is my assistant manager, who lived like just up the road. Uh And so I have my entire management team. Oh man! (laughs) And I've made these brownies, and we're sitting, and we we smoked a lot of we we played a lot of Mario Kart. We had an N64, and that was it. Oh heck yeah! Those are the best old school days. Yeah, and so we, you know, we did our thing. But so we smoked that bowl, and then here come the brownies, and we cut them up, and there was enough for everybody to get two good big brownies, oh, right? Well, and there's so, danger course, right there. Everybody gets their first brownie, and we eat yeah. them up, and it's like gobble, gobble, gobble. And then we're sitting there, it's like, you feeling anything? I don't feel anything. I don't feel something. <laughs> so then we all went for that second brownie Uh-oh. before we even waited yeah. to see what would happen. And by the time you're done with the second brownie, you're kind of already like, mm. <laughs> you know, you're like, uh oh, I smell and, danger. I'm kind of frowning. And I mean, to the point where, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be at work at 9 a.m. to open yeah. the restaurant. I woke up at 11. But when I went to bed, the best part of it is I went to bed and I told my, my, uh, 
now his wife, uh, I, I climbed to bed and said, look, just check on me in the middle of the night because I think I might die. Oh, God. <laughs> I was cold and clammy. You were able to sleep? I was sweating. Oh, I passed out. Yeah, oh, I've always wow. been. I've always, I can sleep through anything. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm going to throw it up and be like, yeah, I got to go to sleep. <laughs> just go to sleep. Wow. I sleep with a CPAP now, too. So, oh, yeah, okay. Anyways, but yeah. I, have, I have really bad sleep apnea. Okay. Um, At least you know. But, uh, yeah, I love my CPAP machine. I'm a really compliant patient. <laughs> I have heard, actually, that it makes a lot it. of people's sleep so yeah. much better well yeah. and the amazing thing is i have a heart condition and there's a lot of heart damage involved with sleep apnea because it's a, it's an oxygen deprivation thing you know you're choking yourself out in the middle of the night all the time so yeah right you know and it causes a lot of heart damage so thankfully i found out when you know several years ago and i've always been on a cpap but yeah uh so anyway so i get up the next morning i go to the restaurant and i'm sitting there and i'm trying to make pizzas <laughs> um, people <laughs> oh, are answering the phone i wish i could demonstrate that it was a podcast but <laughs> imagine me holding the phone up to my head and going thank you for calling so and so's pizza place ah you thought i'd slip up because i'm not <laughs> thank you for calling so and so's pizza place this is jason can you hold for a moment and then i move the phone away from my head and grab a trash can and dry heave into it like this like Oh. oh, okay. What can I get you today? And then after I take the order, I have to go around to the to where we make the pizzas and explain to a driver who had been in that pizza restaurant for so many years and never learned how to make a pizza because she knew once she learned how to make a pizza she would be made to make them. And I'm trying to tell her, just like, yeah, just throw some, throw some meat on. Oh god, I can't look at that food. Don't <laughs> just yeah, throw so much. Okay, oh yeah, that that's good enough. That's all they need. No, oh, all right, give them a little bit. Okay. Oh god, put it in the oven. Just put it in the oven. Oh. And uh, so then about two o'clock, here comes my head cook which I mentioned is my roommate and one of the brownie victims <laughs> he's in no better shape but it's his job to come in and prep all the pre and he comes in like a trooper and he starts prepping that stuff and he's back there doing it and then at four o'clock here comes my shift manager my other roommate and he looks like stir fried shit <laughs> he's just like but he's got more sleep than me That's so I'm like dude you yeah. kissed my ass I'm out of right, here right. I jet as soon yeah. as I see him I'm like I'm out right. I was there from 11 to 4 and I'm amazed I made it that yeah. long. And uh, so I jet home. I go home. I take a shower. I come out. As I come out of the shower and I sit down, here comes both my my uh, head cook roommate and my uh, shift manager roommate. And I'm like, what happened? They're like, the assistant manager showed up and we both told him we had a jet. So we got another cook in and we came home. So they both felt the need to bathe because the shower really helped with the throbbing headache we were all suffering from because that's what it was it was a lot of dry heaving and throbbing because your body's trying to reject what's going yeah. on obviously i'd poisoned myself by ingesting too much cannabis yeah. it can't happen yeah but it wasn't an overdose and it wasn't nobody's right. ever died from no, cannabis. Gonna die, yeah. let's be clear but i it's humorous to us because we're in it you know but to the people on the wrong side it's like listen to them talk about how they almost died from cannabis and it's like no fuck you right. i know what right. happened to me because yeah. i went through it okay yeah. if you want to yeah. go through it and then talk shit to me come on i'll make you some brownies yeah. <laughs> eat this yeah. shit you know and yeah. we'll be nice yeah. we'll make it with something you like not we'll the brown frown good, exactly yeah. thank you yeah. there you go girl yeah. that's why yeah. but you know literally and so the best part is they took showers and they came out and we're sitting there and we uh the first thing we all instinctively did was sit down on the couch put on the super mario or the the the, the, the mario kart yeah 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 and uh Packed a bowl, man. You had to. And by the time our friend, the high. assistant manager, got off, he came over to my house with a six pack and walked in. And it was inventory night, too. That was the best part. 
Uh, he comes in with a six-pack, sits down, and I just handed him the bong, and he took a big rip. And it was like, because as much pain as we were in from it the night before, it's even better at hair of the dog than, than any right, alcohol. Right. Yes, it absolutely. heals you no matter if it's what hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know? Because yeah. you're not ingesting it the same way also. Mm. And especially when it's that much ingested into food too. Oh, oh was, yeah. It was a rookie, rookie mistake. It was a really bad, that's our chewini. <laughs> She's a, shh. So now that's one good point though is, um, now I've lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Weed. Dogs. Oh, weed. That's a joke. Right. That's a joke by Guy Obielum. I cannot take credit for that joke. That's his whole stand-up routine. Oh, look at that steak. And look at what is look at that? What I get while we're on on the microphone. I get a piece of steak too. That was cooked by my don't son. Don't be chewing in the microphone. They won't like that. Oh, you don't want to hear me eat the yummy steak. I hope you're good with it, medium rare or whatever it is, because mm-hmm. that's how we cook it. Oh, that's delicious. If you want it well done, yeah, I'll make you a piece of leather. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Good. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and you do grow a lot of food out here. Yes, I mean, I do. You, you were talking about the, um, you know. I had 500 ear of corn. Yeah. Uh, of many different varieties. I grew my own popcorn. Nice. <laughs> my own popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, and it's mostly gotten out, of course, because we ate the hell out of it, but because it's so good. Um, we have squash, we have zucchini, we have pumpkins. You know, I mean, we try to have as much biodiversity as possible. We have, uh, I think, like five or six superfoods out here. So we're real proud of that. Well, and, right. and you were telling me that all you did and you, you treated, this is one good, interesting point, actually, is that you said that all your plants, all your vegetables you just mentioned, mm-hmm. all the cannabis, everything that you're doing out here, you're doing with the same method, the same soil, the same compost. It's so, soil. I bought it Biomass One out yeah. in White City. Well, I'll you, give them a plug. How about that? Because they're soil rocks. I mean, yeah. just look what it did. Oh, yeah. It's the soil with the moodoo. Right. Uh, it cost us $30 a yard. I mean, yeah. I'll put it right out there. I mean, nice. I did not put a lot of money into this. Well, no, but you know, also it's amazing. You, and we had some compost that we cooked all winter. that you actually also have yes. here, your rabbits and Chicken. your chickens. Mm-hmm. And then you found, you got fortunate enough to get cow manure? Uh, well, we we get or, goat manure from one place, and it's act, we actually also get horse manure. And then you said and you horse manure it. isn't really the best for it, but it's good for volumating it, yeah. and it still adds something. But the goat manure and the chicken and the and the rabbit is, of course, just divine, stellar. You know, especially if you cook it right, because of course you, we all know how hot chicken manure is. So yeah, our stuff cooked all winter under a nice yeah. bed of grass, and I mean, when we came and took the grass off of it in the spring, John and I both, would, we, you take the pitchfork and you put it in there, and it's just like. Man, there are suckers paying like 120 whatever a yard for this yeah. over there right yeah. now. We got it for free. Well, that's that's a, that's a thing, and you know that's an an old school way of of making really good vegetables is doing it just like that. Because back then, you know, uh, they didn't have the kind of options we you know do now. So I'm a bit of and a man delicious. out of time. Oh yeah, I, I would I would totally much prefer to live the agrarian yeah. lifestyle. You know, yeah. the growing of my own food. Yeah. Uh, being able to go out and find a piece of land and just uh-huh. support my family. Right. I would homestead in a heartbeat. Yeah. I've had the opportunity a couple of times to go to other pieces of land, but mm. I'm really happy here. Yeah. And to nice that piece. point, you know, they, the people who own the land actually, even though I was homeless when I moved in here and they know that because they're so proud, the, the old man that owns the house is so proud of what I've done here. He actually has stated that he believes I am the one who should own this land mm. that he would like it to be sold to me and he's offered to sell it to me 
And, uh, you know, as a homeless guy who now has his first full-time job in four years and yeah. he's cleaning this hand with his, this land with his bare hands. Which is, by the way, beautiful compared to, I'm sure, what it was. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm sure. It was a travesty what yeah, they did to sure. it. And, uh, you know, like I said, I had a lot of help. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were really blessed to be here. And if I could figure out a way to to make this mine, I want to do that. And then the problem becomes if this stupid ban passes in in november first of all okay which i don't even know how it can withstand even if it passes i don't know how it could withstand a challenge down the line but no that's what you're talking about is one one or one five dash one six six is that the yeah it is and i want to just make that a point because i want any of our listeners that do do vote and make that effort um that's the one that we are voting on it's one yeah one five dash one six six I mean, think about it. You know, they're telling you it's the whole not in my backyard thing. You know, they're telling us what we yeah. can and can't do in our backyard. Yeah. And I, th- I find that just appalling. Like we were talking about the, the uh, founding fathers before, and yeah. if they were around now and they saw the, uh, they saw the rule, they saw the kinds of things that were going on <laughs> with this plant, they would, they would scoff at it. Yeah. They would laugh at it. They yeah. would, they would be an uprising against it. They would, they would stand up against these. Yeah. I mean. As uh, as our friend always says, it's 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 uh, prohibition by ordinance is what mm-hmm. they're doing essentially. They're just right. blocking it with their regulations and because it goes against the state anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's not what we voted for. What's democracy good if you vote for something if it literally they print words? Yeah. If it's, you know, I equate it to the Brexit thing. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the think of the way that bill was proposed to us. Uh, OMMP will will be left alone. It will remain intact. It will not be changed. Right. Except, I mean, it was right there. It was pretty. It was, yeah. And how is that any different than what they told the people in the Brexit vote over in England when they had the bus driving around with the absolute lie on the side of it, and then those people voted to leave the European Union based on a lie, and then yeah. literally the day after, they're like, oh, by the way, <laughs> you know that thing we told you? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the... Look at the, what's happened in Colorado. Right. Right? They passed recreational. Two years later, their medical program's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Washington, recreational. Two years later, medical program destroyed. Oregon, recreational. Here we are, two years later. And what am I fighting for? What mm-hmm. am I Medical, fighting? yeah. Medical. I, mean, I am fighting for six fucking plants. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is a small portion <laughs> I mean, of this whole backyard. And let's be honest, as, as has been stated by other people, there are thousand plant grows in this city oh yeah right and let me some a point i made to you earlier that i yeah. read um in in the southern oregon region where we have of course the highest per capita ratio mm-hmm. of growers okay in the state not portland southern oregon mm-hmm. because of our unique climate and right. the uniqueness of what we do here yeah in southern oregon where we have that 1900 plus growers have a medford zip code it's huge. 1,900 plus, and you're going to yeah. tell them they can only grow four plants instead of six. Right. Let's be real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Medford City Council thinks it's a good idea to turn its back on the economic benefits it has already reaped from these growers, as we discussed. Yeah. These growers have been here for 15 years, spending the money they get from their medicine that they move through this community. Yeah. Oh, the horrible travesty that it is. And they spend their money here, and they support this community. Right. They keep right. this community alive. Oh, sure. And now you want, now that we've got actual passage of laws that says, hey, it's okay, you can grow your plants, their solution every time is, 
why don't you take it inside and grow it inside? Right. Grow your plants inside. Yeah. Well, if I was growing grapes for fucking wine, you wouldn't tell me to do that because no. you know the sun's got to hit the grape to make the sugar <laughs> change. It's the same thing with the fruit on my plant. Well, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine the burden on the power and, and the natural resources and stuff from having to do that. I mean, because if... And my I house was built in 1948. Now, as I told you earlier, <laughs> the owner said I could live in the house for a year yeah. from when we got the electricity installed. Yeah. Or started, yeah. and the wire was not connected to the house. It took us three months oh. and a fight with both the city and then Pacific Power to get electricity. We lived here for three months with no electricity because, first of all, I had to convince them that it wasn't knob and pole wiring, you yeah. know, the old school. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to convince them of that. Then I had to convince them that the meth heads hadn't come in and ripped out all the copper. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. And once I convinced them of that, they green tagged me. <laughs> then I had to dance the dance with Pacific Power and extend my yeah. pole off the top so that because I'm further and you know, I had to put an anchor on it. And then they finally put the line in. And then it was three more months and we got running water. How about that? Oh, we my God. We were here six months carrying buckets of water from across the street from the neighbor and wow. going to the Y for showers because we had no running water because I didn't know where the wellhead was. Oh, my gosh. And then I found it. And then I learned how to install a well because I looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Go YouTube, right? And it works, doesn't it? Best. Oh, yeah. And it works. Yeah. That has yeah. that well water taste. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good. It's clean, yeah. Right it's good stuff. Yeah, actually, so... I'm, of course, drinking Stella Artois. <laughs> your, your preferred alcohol Or if we're on Twitter, beverage. I do the at Stella Artois. Okay. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, Crazy Batman Fan, if I may. No, go ahead and plug uh, yourself. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I, I like the Twitter. I like Twitter better than Facebook. Don't do you? you? Uh, I do. Do you do, you do, do, do social media? I, mean, I do. Yeah. We do, we do uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. I like the Twitter but, and I like the Instagram. The yeah. Facebook stuff is just, I feel like, you know, that's that's getting to be more about a teeny bopper thing and I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, a, a lot of it's based on groups and stuff. And it's, oh, and those horrible things that, share this if you're my friend or share this if you right. like this or, yeah. come on. Don't and scroll no, if you believe. Listen, you we all know that Rue McClanahan died like 15 years ago, right? So when her birthday comes around, yeah. let's quit sharing the thing yeah. about how sad it is yeah. that she died. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. I think we do get about equal listeners off Facebook and Instagram. Though I okay. mean, it, as far as response, well, that's good. So I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a thing. I mean, I know it's still out there, and I yeah, I, I do do that. Well, but it's, a, I, it's a lot to the do. Thing about, like about Twitter is that it keeps people because I'm very verbose, as you can yeah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Twitter keeps me in check oh, with I that see. 140 yeah, character limit. You know, it's gotcha. like, you've got this much to yeah. say, lard ass. Yeah. Get it out of your right. mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's true, too. That's true. It's Twitter's a tough one for me. That's probably the one I, I touch least. Yeah. But, yeah, just that whole social media takes up a lot of time just mm-hmm. to, to get that stuff out there for people and stuff. So. But, you know, it's been great. I mean, you got to think about it. Some of the things that have gone down recently, some of the information that we've gotten has come from social media, from people mm-hmm. live tweeting a, a travesty. And it's a damn shame. But That's it, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't trust the media to give you a good report anymore. Right. Every reporter that goes anywhere is biased one way or the other. And so if you really want to try to get fair and balanced, you know, yeah. you've got to go to the man that's there standing there while they're beating that guy and, you know, or whatever that's going down and mm-hmm. his Twitter feed. And, yeah. Hey, thank God we yeah. got it. I mean, yeah, for sure. We're for fortunate, sure. you know, yeah. that we have that. So that's right. where the true freedom of speech resides, man. I'm glad you're oh, there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we, that's why we use it. That's actually why we use the podcast is that, you know, it's not FCC regulated. We mm-hmm. can say what we want to say. I mean, you don't want to slander anybody, but aside from oh. slander. 
and there's really not out i mean we can cuss and talk about anything we want as long as i don't as think there's true. anything we said here that isn't untrue right or no. right or to be found in any adult conversation that should be taking place in this city yeah, on a regular exactly. basis right now yeah. because this Absolutely. is an important issue it is and it's something that people need to talk about and these scaredy cat freaking i you know it's it's reefer madness it's it can of bigotry and it's yes, reefer madness exactly. and unfortunately we live in a in a in a part of Oregon that for as unique as it is for this plant to grow here and be as happy as it is here, yeah. it's been gentrified a certain way that, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it explains a 25 mile per hour speed limit on some roads that shouldn't be 25 yeah. miles per hour. If I sure. may be so direct as oh, that, yeah, you know, right. exactly. I mean, and I'm, I'm not at all ageist. I mean, I'm 46 and I'm getting there, you know yeah. <laughs> I mean? I'm yeah. going to be there soon, yeah. but I'll be damned if I'm yeah. going to get there and then turn around and waggle my finger at the hippies or the kids yeah. and be like, don't you smoke that dangerous nigger weed? Yeah. You know, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. that's how they still think yeah. they're how still stuck you. in that thought. Yeah. They right. still see that God awful reefer madness movie that they yeah. parodied on that 70s show with the kids sweating and getting all sick and all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to jump off buildings because they think they can fly because they're on pot. No, the only time I thought I could fly was the time I took some mushrooms down in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And yes, I admit, I laid down yeah. in my backyard and I held onto the grass in my backyard because I was afraid I was going to float oh, off the planet. Sure, sure, but you sure. know what? Yeah. I never climbed up on a building and jumped <laughs> off. No, I was no. in control of my yeah. shit. We actually yeah. had a friend there. We, you know, I, I always trip safety. You always have the straight person there who knows you're doing it and they're like right. there in case things get out of hand and you know well and the, and the, the sad part is that a lot of these people that and still cannabis that... didn't push me there if i may i'm right. sorry <laughs> because oh oh heaven no, no gateway. listen no gateway. to him talking about that gateway drug cannabis and now no. he's talking about how he did shrooms oh he's no. just one of those crazy fuckers yeah, no did actually cannabis keeps yeah me. cannabis keeps me from doing things i shouldn't do exactly. <laughs> you know but God. uh yeah you know it's it not... saved me from a lot of bad decisions well, well, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things that people. I, I always reiterate. I, I'm sure all the listeners are going to be like, "Uh," but the same people will be either taking pills, smoking a cigarette, mm -hmm. uh, they will um, be drinking a beer, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, a lot of those things are not safe to even be around kids because they mm -hmm. all of them will kill them. Uh, so people will have a beer or five out and there'll be kids running around everywhere. They'll even have hard alcohol and that's okay while the kids are running around, but you bring out a bowl or you smoke cannabis or whatever. And then there you go. It's right. The, and, uh, and, and the hatred that comes from if you, if you take it to the next step, it's one thing when you smoke a flower bowl sometimes, but sometimes when people see you eat a brownie, it's like the whole thing about, uh, uh, we mentioned Jollibee earlier, but you yeah. know, they had to change their, thing because right. it looked like a bee yeah. because the state said oh yeah. my god that looks like a candy kids yeah. are gonna eat that no because you don't leave your shit laying around in front of your kids right yeah because if you're responsible with your medicine it's not where your kids can get to it yeah, yeah. exactly you yeah. know and that's what needs to be happening it's about responsibility anytime you try to legislate personal responsibility I have a problem with well, it. Yeah. And right. that's my, that's like my main political stance. Call me a liberal, call me a, whatever you want to call me along the lines of whatever I believe sure. or who I vote for. One thing I hate more than anything else in politics is the legislation of personal responsibility. And if you make a choice to do something, it's your choice, especially where it comes to bodies. Your body is the only damn thing you come into this world with. And, and, and oh, for them yeah. to ever try to pass a law that says that you can't do this, yeah. that, or the other, yeah. you know, with your body, 
oh, I get infuriated at that because it's just like, it's the one thing I came into this world with and you're going to tell me I can't do something right. with it? Yeah. You're going to tell me I it can't be crime ingest itself. something into Yes, exactly. It should be a crime. You're going to tell me I can't take a plant that's been on this planet for thousands of years being used in a known medicinal way yep. Yep. by many different cultures and right. I can't ingest that because... Well, we know that hurt certain yourself. parts of the plant are really good for paper and really good for fuel. And we like to get those things from other sources. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to yeah, make sure that yeah. that, that, that marijuana, yeah, the yeah. marijuana is not available. Um, right. <laughs> it all comes back again, doesn't it? Yeah, it's full it sure circle, does. Man. It sure yes. does. So, uh, anyway, Jason, you know we're at we're at that time, buddy. And you yeah. know what? I'm staring at a fat, juicy steak that yeah. this kid's made up. Steak with some it's squash. really hard. And not... I, it's really not hard to eat right <laughs> By now. By the way, and I have so, had a couple I hope it bites. Got too cold because yeah. it is a little chilly no, out here, no, which I don't good. mind. Good. But... I have had a couple <laughs> bites, and your vegetables on here are <laughs> delicious. And yes, they are out of the garden and very well seasoned. By the way, I like some seasoned stuff. Yeah, and so we, we do appreciate, Oregon Rooted appreciates the hospitality that we had tonight, and we want to get to eating this dinner because it yeah. does look good. Yes. And so, uh, Jason, Jason Osborne, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being an activist. Thank you for keeping up the fight and dealing with all this bullshit, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the so, invite. I, thanks yep. for having me. Really and, you know, it's, I didn't ask for it, and I just kind of consider it my honor to be the one yeah. that's got to stand up. Hey, and, right. and we're right behind Absolutely. you. And we're going to check I'll in. I'll call on... Kaepernick that shit and take a knee. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and we're going to keep everybody updated on what happens with this stupid mess. Uh, but I'll tell you, I, I have nothing but peaceful feelings back here. So, you know, oh, I'm oh. not sure. And <laughs> by the way, like the vibe. we will be back for some pig during uh Yeah, and, during and like Halloween. I said, we are checking in with you again. <laughs> so we're, we're going to be checking in, going to keep those uh, listeners updated because they do want to, you always want to hear the follow-up. So yeah, we appreciate absolutely. it. Jason, thank you for being on the show, buddy. Okay, so yes, that was a uh, definitely a long interview. Mm -hmm. I hope you all stuck in there for it. Uh, we had a lot of fun, so we appreciate it if you did. Now, just so you know, if everybody heard me scramble in there at the end, <laughs> I'm sorry, I dipped out. <laughs> no, ne next time I'll just I'll just say what's going on. I shouldn't have scrambled, but I didn't know what else to do. You never put me in that situation. You, yet. you took over. I was so not feeling well. I had. I to... was on auto mode. Yes, so I escaped. So for all the listeners that made it to the end of the interview, I <laughs> I lost Lady Sativa. <laughs> Where'd she go? Yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> feeling the best. I had to have a moment. And Holy moly. You can't really stop recording in certain situations, so. No. You, I, you handled it on your own. Good job. I actually probably could have paused. I Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. See, I scrambled. I scrambled. You were right in the middle of what you were doing, so you know what? I'm glad you did because I don't know if I would have had too much input feeling the way for a I while was. yeah well pause pause just so you know last indefinitely yeah true true <laughs> anyway but good job it, it's not like i'm you know 150 episodes in so right. i scrambled <laughs> so sorry people if, if you're still listening sorry <laughs> uh anyway so jason um let's wrap up real quick with him uh basically uh he's currently at four citations yep uh, which is a thousand bucks for everybody else outside the country. You're gonna have to do that conversion. I don't know what it is. A thousand U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, which is cool, and he's gonna take it every day. 
you know, 10 plants, you know, three of them are freaking like 11 footers. And then the other seven are mm-hmm. beautifully large, four to seven, six, seven, eight. I don't know, somewhere in there. They're not too tall. They're not too tall. So I'm sure. Honestly, they I'm were sure if he sized. if he wanted to, he could probably pay the fines. Now, as you heard, he's not going to. So I mean, it's. I don't blame him. No, I don't either. But he says he's going to fight it, even get a lawyer, which I already believe, as he said, he does. So, um, on the positive side though, and keep up the fight, Jason, thank you. We support you. And we also support the people that are fighting on all sides. Yes. Well, I've um, heard of a couple different people that are getting citation too for their plants and yeah. And this like is 2250 for somebody and yeah. And this is a good story for, for the world to look at and say, Hey, geez, you know, look at that. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> so here on the positive side, um, Jason is now hosting Rogue Cannabis Radio. That's 89.5 FM locally or KSKQ.org. Just a shout out to them. You know, we support anybody that's doing cannabis, mm-hmm. especially media and spreading the word and Absolutely. knowledge. So shout out, shout out to Rogue Cannabis Radio and Jason hosting. So if you get online there. You know, you can check it out. Yeah. I'm sure he's absolutely. got a great show. I'm sure he's providing some great stuff and he's a hilarious guy. So Yes, he is. And I'm sorry we didn't get this episode out sooner. Yeah. Yes. And we're but... I'm talking with Jason about some ideas and just terms of t- tossing things back and forth. He's a great brainstormer. So And hopefully we can sit down and have another interview with them. That was enjoyable. Um yeah, well, I mean we're gonna follow up and do all that stuff with him. Um and you know, uh find out what happened i he's not gonna stop so i don't know he should be harvesting it's so cold and rainy out and he doesn't have his stuff covered either no you know and so i think it's getting close and so i don't think the fines are gonna keep going here's the deal again with sean's stuff i don't worry like i keep spraying as a protecting Mm -hmm. and it's just everything is going great so we'll see this is a test run we'll see yeah but uh, that's it. I know we've kept everybody listening for a while, but uh, we will see. Uh, well, actually, one last one last thing. If 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 he's listening, uh, I want to shout out one last thing, and that's to Dana. I won't use his last name, buddy, but I don't know if it's Dana or Dana. But uh, thank you, sir, for the feedback. You know, you sent a great email, and I appreciate that feedback. Um, we appreciate it. So if you're listening, brother, thank you, sir. And so that's it for this week. Um, you have any last words? No. You feel okay? Yep, feeling better. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the show. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for bailing. No problem. Thanks for filling the parachute. And next time, listeners, yeah. I am not going to scramble. I'll just hit pause. I'll just hit pause. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know why I didn't. If I don't hit pause, I'll be professional by then, and I won't have to. <laughs> We're like Joe Rogan when, you know, I don't know if anybody listens to Joe Rogan, but people will get up to go pee and he just keeps talking like yeah. it's normal. Yeah. Well, what the heck? Well, it is normal. You know, people get up and leave a conversation all the time but to he's go. A, he's like show 800 or something. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Thank you for listening and look for our sh- next show to come up with Jason and actually Anthony, right? Yes. Who is actually the big guy who started all the big things for Kenevere. Yeah. Uh, we got him to sit down with us. Yeah. What a great show. Yes. So look for that coming up. I w- I'm hoping for tomorrow. Yep. I want to get it out. 
So look for it coming up. And it's going to be a great interview. Again, everybody loves those. So Jason and Anthony, the the guy. Yep. And uh, he's cool. He's cool as hell. So uh, look for that. And that's it. We love you. And we will talk to you, I would say next week, but it might be in a day. Yep. All right. Love you. Oregon love. (laughs) Thank you.